Welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. Honorat Tant, Shai Tant, and Trevor Bowers is on tonight. Uh, we just watched the Bahrain Grand Prix from several different locations out here in New York and New Jersey. I'm sure you watched it wherever you're tuning in from around the world. Uh, it was an interesting race, the first race of the year. Um, yeah, we're going to go over it today uh, very quickly and uh, uh, see what uh, our impressions were. But before I dive in, just wanted to quickly go over what I what we were looking forward to seeing today. Um, first, first off the grid, we were trying to see if there was going to be a fight for the win. Uh, not sure that happened. Uh, no, that did not happen. Uh, number two, uh, how does Checo fare uh, in the new Red Bull? I believe he did pretty well coming in P2. Uh, wouldn't expect more from him. So congrats, Checo, on that one. Uh, where does the RBs, uh, the Visa Cash App guys, finish? Uh, not as not as well as I ex- I had expected. Uh, finish, I think, P13 and 14, something like yep. that. 13 um, and 14. And, uh, yeah, Yuki 14, Daniel 13, yeah. And then uh, can Hockenberg hold on? Hockenberg never made it out of turn one, so uh, that was a done deal. Never, he finished, I think, P- 16? 16. Yep. Yeah, decent recovery. And can Lewis have a race car? I don't think he had a race car today. In the second half with the field down, I think he had slightly better pace than Russell, but that was about it. Nothing else to talk about for Lewis there. What strategy was to expect? I think we were pretty much on it. Everybody starting on the softs, switching over to a double hard or uh, opting for a secondary stint on brand new softs if you had the option. Uh, basically what we saw. Uh, and then the top 10, I had Verstappen to Piastri, to Russell, um, to, I think, Leclerc, uh, Perez, Norris, Hamilton, uh, Sar- nah, I mean, Alonso and Sonoda, but I was absolutely completely wrong. So that wraps up that part of the episode, uh, making sure nobody judges me on that over other than... Uh, uh, whatever you remember I said. But after all of that recap, let's just dive in. Uh, we're going to go team by team here. we talk about the Red Bulls. Uh, who else to talk about the Red Bulls than our resident Red Bull fan all kitted up today, uh, Trevor Bowers. <laughs> Impressions on Red Bull this weekend? Um, I thought they did really well. Um, wasn't too surprised, really, by uh, Verstappen's performance. I kind of, I mean, if anything, maybe it was a Slightly more dominant than I would have expected, but I expected something pretty similar to what we saw. Um, one thing I thought that was interesting last year, I think he won by 12 and a half seconds. Seven? Was it seven or 12? Seven, between seven and 10 seconds. Yeah, 10 seconds. Yes. Okay. But yeah. either way, we're at this point talking about how dominant he was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, last year at this time. He tripled the, the margin of victory <laughs> this time around. I thought that was interesting. Um, and then Perez did, honestly, a little bit better than I thought. Um, I wasn't really sure how he would do. Um, I know he kind of started strong last season, but sort of dropped off um, after the early races, so I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, and I was impressed. Um, I thought he did well. Um, yeah, did a good job for them to bring home the one-two. Absolutely. Another one-two, two years in a row, uh, different P3 on the podium this year. Uh, Sha, any other uh, takes here for the Red Bull, the performance, anything you found surprising, anything uh, that was disappointing, anything they could do better 
maybe going into the next race? Uh, absolutely not. I think, uh, <laughs> except for Verstappen, and everybody else on the grid or everybody in the top 10 were struggling with their red tires and their red temps. So that was the thing to watch, including Paris too. So that just tells you that Verstappen is a league and a league of zone. But yeah, yeah nothing to add in terms of their uh, performance. Yeah, they've done absolutely yeah. everything they could, every single fine step that they could as a team. Yeah, the the only part that I want to flag is like, uh, first stint, right? Everybody was pitting around lap eleven, lap 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 twelve. Uh, GP came on the radio and told Max he had six more laps before the Delta will close in on him, and I was like, holy smoke! We're talking about. Six extra lap where people are on fresh new rubber, you can keep going. That's when I knew the game was completely over. Six extra laps at lap 11, so that's like 50% more. Yeah. Like, it's not like six extra laps at lap 30. No. So That's the thing. So uh, I think the new rules, too, came into change, maybe, given how DRS is enabled after lap one. Maybe the drivers behind was slightly trying to push a little bit more to get into the DRS and then try to make it overtake, but might have ended up uh, hurting their uh, rear tires and losing around. I especially noticed that with the McLarens too, but we'll get to that shortly. Yeah, yeah. I think I think everybody wanted to give it a shot, but I think by the end of first lap or t lap two, he already had the second to break the DRS by the second lap. So. Yeah, he had tremendous lap pace. His fastest lap was like a, a 131, right? Oh, no, yeah. 132. And everybody else was, was clocking around 134s for their fastest lap of the race. So, yeah, it's, it's, we're, 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 we're continuing from where we stopped uh, at the end of 2023 with an interesting, interestingly increased margin of performance for, for Max versus the rest of the team. So, Congratulations to Red Bull there on uh, finding more performance and uh, making sure their uh, number one driver can take this uh, championship, maybe 24-0 or maybe 30-0 if we're counting the sprint race. So let's see how dominant they are in 2024. Moving on, second team is uh, our good old friends at Ferrari, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz comes up on top. Uh, Shah, what's your take here on the dynamic here? Uh, undercuts for, for Leclerc not working, science pushing to the end. What's your take on, on, on the performance here at, at Ferrari? So for sure, this is a progress for Ferrari in terms of their race pace and how they were able to keep the tires compared to the previous races from last season. That was a good thing. And in terms of uh, the tires between the two drivers and how the undercut overcut, I think Charles Leclerc must have uh, overused his tires earlier on, given how he was set, he started second and trying to catch up with uh, Max in his DRS, and then he was able to claw back into the DRS for the first few laps, and then uh, Russell saw an opportunity, moved past it, and then he lost his tires in there with some battle, and then I think Carlos was hanging back well, well uh, behind Russell with two second, three second lap, while Charles was fighting with Max and Russell, so that, that gave Carlos an upper hand in terms of trial preservation, and then he was able to find a good pace uh, for the first stint. And then when you see back again after the second stint, given how Carlos was able to get track position twice after the pit stops, he was able to keep it and then keep the same pace going on. And then Leclerc had a few issues, but then he was able to sort those out with his front lockings 
and then was back in the picture and then uh, eventually got to Russell and then he was also able to keep Norris at bay who was trying to catch them too. So yeah, I would say overall a good race for them. Uh, just the first and kind of damage Charles Leclerc race and then Carlos Sainz, a brilliant job with the uh, overtaking uh, on, Carlos, on Charles Leclerc twice and then getting the driver of the day and the podium too. Yeah, I think it's, it was very interesting that you covered kind of mostly the the everything that happened uh within the, the two drivers there but yeah mm -hmm. significantly the the braking issue with with uh Leclerc kind of put him black, back a little bit I know he 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 mentioned in the post race interview that he just couldn't gauge where the braking point was he was shifted back two three meters every rate every lap and it was just just wasn't comfortable uh, but uh it, it came back slightly with the tire temp. The temperature between the front and the rear uh, brakes were kind of 100 degrees off, which kind of like uh, made it different, difficult for the, the locking. Um, so it came back. He was able to stay steady, but at that point, everything was steady and done. Um, size was on par, really, in terms of uh, race pace with Sergio, which is interesting um, uh, to see if the Ferrari is working perfectly. At least they can challenge one of the Red Bulls. So that, for me, was kind of the key takeaways here for, for this team. Um, clearly better than the, the other three uh, teams behind them, but uh, not close enough to, to Red Bull uh, was, is, is my conclusion here. Anything, uh, Trevor? Um, yeah, I think you guys summed it up pretty well. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot for Ferrari fans to be happy with in that race. Um, even with uh, the problems that Leclerc had early on in the race, they're still able to to finish third and fourth, um, which, you know, given the the strength of Red Bull's car, that's a pretty good result. Um, it's not really too much more you could hope for, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think Ferrari did a, a great job today. Yeah, drive of the day. Um, Carlos Sainz. Uh, moving on, uh, low dynamic for Mercedes. I'll probably cover that one. Uh, great start by, uh, uh, how do you call him, uh, Leonard, uh, George Russell. Uh Got quickly across uh, Leclerc that kept that kept falling back. Got P2 for a while. Then, you know, just had to lift and coast for a bit. Uh, tire temperatures uh, were going up. Engine temperatures were going up for him. So, ended up boxing, losing a position after he boxed. Never came back, really. Uh, Carlos took, overtook him. Uh, Leclerc was catching up to him during the race. Overtook him on, uh, on pit stops, but Ultimately, he was not quick enough to maintain P2 or P3, uh, fell back to P4. In the second half, uh, Lewis was kind of that decision of opting for a slower uh, qualifying pace to prioritize the race. Didn't play out as I expected on high fuel. Ultimately, on the second half of the race, he did show slightly better race pace than George Russell but just didn't have enough laps to catch Norris. Uh, was able to undercut Piastri when he had a bad pit stop. But other than that, I don't think uh, in the end it was the right decision to kind of change the setup fundamentally for Hamilton. But uh, it's a car that they're still learning to figure out where the right setup is and hopefully will bring uh, performance to it. But as of now, yeah, they, they ended up slightly where they needed to be, maybe Norris and, and Piastri could have done better and, and finished ahead of them. So um, I think uh, they extracted the best they could right now with the car they have. Uh, any other inputs here for Mercedes? 
Did I missed out? Uh, nothing much, but one thing that I've noticed was, I mean, Russell was quick uh, during his first stint on the softs, uh, while Hamilton was struggling uh, during his first stint on the softs. But second stint onwards, when the arts came on to both of them, I think Russell started struggling then, and then Hamilton was able to pick some pace. So I think it's it's you could clearly tell the driver setup was completely different, yeah. and then how each driver preferred uh, the kind of tire. I think on that, and I'm not sure how much effect their cooling effects uh, or their cooling engine cooling played part of it because the team did come out saying that they were struggling with issues and then they were able to get those back together to finish the race in a good, decent spot. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, this is the early, early days for us, but we kind of see a clear backing order being established. Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, and the men. So that's good. Yeah, uh, let's move on uh, to uh, uh, Fernando Alonso. <laughs> Fernando Alonso Lance Stroll, I guess. Uh, no, I w- I'm skipping. I'm skipping um, the, the McLaren guys. Anything you want to add, Shah, for for McLaren before we move on to uh, Aston Martin? Uh, not nothing really. I mean, they've had a decent race, uh, more or less on the same boat as Mercedes. I would say not any uh, nothing anything exciting to see from both the drivers were kind of struggling at one point i thought maybe norris could uh get get leclerc and then russell but then he just went his tires just fell away earlier than leclerc and russell so that's that's slightly concerning but we'll see how they go on with but definitely a progress in terms of where they were last year at the same track but not a major progress in terms of uh where they finished last season to where they are today they were kind of second in terms of race pace at yeah. the end of last season, but they don't look to be there for this. But it's only first race, so we'll see how it goes. But like I said, McLaren, Mercedes, and the clear battle for G four, and then Ferrari slightly ahead. So if if McLaren and Mercedes are able to get some performance out of their setups and their engines, so I think we'll have a good battle for P two in control. Yeah, I think the setup, uh, this being a, like a slow slow to medium turn uh, uh, type corners, like rear limited, uh, kind of doesn't really suit the McLaren. So I would expect them to kind of show Jetta. a different face in Jeddah. So we'll, let's wait before we, we, we conclusively say where the pecking order stands. Let's wait to see what happens in Jeddah, uh, really between those two. Uh, Trevor, uh, I'll toss, uh, maybe toss Alonzo to you and see if you have anything to talk about Alonzo and Stroll. Um, Alonso had like an okay race. Um, I don't think uh, Aston Martin will be super psyched about their results. I think they would probably um, want it to be a little bit further up the the grid, or or you know, if they were a good twenty seconds off. Uh, Alonso was a good twenty seconds behind P eight, um, finishing P nine. So good to score points, but I think they would have. Uh, you know, wanted to be a little further up the grid. Um, you know, they're definitely not starting out on as strong of a foot this year as they did last year. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, I think yeah, I think he mentioned one thing that shocked me. I was I was listening to the you know how they do the parades before the start of the race, and mm-hmm. on the parade he he mentioned that he did not expect to be in the fight with the top teams the top four teams, and that he was going to have a lonely race 
a, away from them. That was uh, that caught me off guard. But as the race started uh, unfolding and and he he started slowly getting overtaken, I was like, oh wow, he clearly knew what was gonna happen and and he had a better view because I had the this car kind of slightly at par with the other three uh, behind Red Bull, but not this four behind. So kind of shocked where uh, they ended up in the pecking order uh, this race, but we'll see. And in terms of a lovely race, he was pretty spot on with that. He finished about 20 seconds behind Piastri and about 20 seconds ahead of Stroll. So it's about as as lovely as it can get. (laughs) Really, yeah, no, yeah. But yeah, let's hope they can bring more performance here. Let's hope they weren't just a a one-year wonder and uh, that this car can kind of ultimately close that gap. Uh, They look like the Alpine of 2023 to me now. Uh, hopefully they can close that gap and uh, get back into the fight where uh, Alonso really deserves to be. Uh, next one up, uh, we have it's it's a mix, right? We have Steak uh, with uh, Joe Guanyu. We have Kevin Magnuson, a fantastic race, and we have uh, the Visa Cash App guys. Uh, let's talk about Steak uh, for the sake of it, because it's not really clear here. Who wants to take Steak? And then, and they're performing. You can call them Sauber if you prefer. Yeah, I can just start out Sauber. I've been first things first, very promising race from uh, Guan Yu Zhou, I would say, starting from the back, the grid to finishing uh, P11. Yeah. That was a really good race. He had a great pace. And then uh, Botez was struggling a bit, I believe so, from where he started off to where he finished. Not sure what if he was. Did, yeah, did, did he have an accident or something? Did somebody bump no, into he him? No, he had the he had a late uh, pit stop. He had a, he had a threaded wheel nut on yeah, the thirty-nine second pit stop there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fifty-two second uh, pit stop, something a minute. Yeah, that yeah. kind of got his race. But even before that, he was kind of still in the in the back battle yeah. in the back backfield kind of thing. But yeah. very promising race from Gonya Joe as to how he was able to make some progress and finish P eleven. Uh, yeah. Early days again. Hopefully, Sauber picks up and then gets to the midfield or midfield of the field. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, not much to really say other than that. I agree with you. Uh, I'll, I'll throw Magnuson and, and Hockenberg to uh, Trevor. Trevor, what's your take here? I think unfortunate for Hockenberg, but uh, ultimately I'm, I'm kind of uh, positively uh, uh, happy about their uh, race pace here today were able to keep uh, the uh, Visa Cash App guys behind them. Yeah, I mean, I think Magnuson had a you know fairly decent race. He finished twelfth. He started, I think, fifteenth. Um, so you know that's like something promising for for Haas to to look at going forward. It's hard to get like a a real read on Hulkenberg. He was kind of out of the mix at, after turn one. Um, an unfortunate you know racing incident in turn one. And uh, I think he had to get a, a new front wing after that and, you know, shuffled to the back of the grid. But um, I think overall they did a, a pretty good job. Um, they're, they definitely seem to to be, uh, you know, maybe starting off on a, a little better foot than they did last year um, in terms of the team. And there is a lot of, like, upheaval in the offseason over at Haas, and it seems like they're responding well to it and, you know competitive somewhat to start the season uh should be interesting to see where they go from here yeah absolutely um 
yeah, it was a, uh, it was a good. I, I'm pretty content with where they are. I think they can, if as they bring updates to this package, I think uh, both drivers can probably comfortably uh, make it into a point and be challenging for that uh, P10 position, and it'll be another source of uh, excitement for us all uh, as the season progress. Uh, next up, the Visa Cash App, Yuki Sonoda and Daniel Ricardo. Um, different strategy for both drivers. I think Yuki was on a soft to double hard stint, while Ricardo was on a uh, Ricardo was on a double soft. soft. Yeah, soft off, soft. Uh, ended up controversially, Ricardo was uh, was given permission to pass Yuki. Yuki really didn't like that. Uh, but you, Ricardo then gave the place back. That's where I'm, I was a little bit surprised when he couldn't get the move done. But uh, Sha, am I right to feel like Ricardo should have returned that position to Yuki even though there was no point involved once he it was clear that he couldn't overtake uh, Magnuson? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's more or less the gentleman's agreement driver your teammate lets you through to make the move. If you make it, you stick it. That's good. If you don't, you kind of want to give it back just so that you finish up in the order. And at the same time, more or less, it's it's this, it's uh, the mistake from the teams and as well as to when the, when the move should have happened or when they requested because both the drivers were in the DRS zone with Kevin Magnuson and having a really good shot at probably catching up to Guan who was in P11 trying to finish a little higher. And if they were trying to maybe keep it together and have Yuki push a little bit, that could have been or maybe not ask the drivers to swap at that instance. And then yeah. eventually had to swap because they were getting lapped by Max. So yeah. it was it was a strong call at the wrong time. And then uh, it just didn't happen to go through. It's just an unnecessary thing to bring up at this point in time, early in the season, I'd say. Yeah, uh, t- team orders uh, so early when Yuki was in DRS. And he was trying to figure it out. Uh, I think really, you know, it, it, it just soured my mouth a little bit uh, in the end. And I think it, it just created an environment where which is slightly uncomfortable um, going forward for team dynamics. I don't know. Uh, Trevor, a Red Bull family here. What's your take here? Is it is it fair or is it? Is it just uh, that's that's how it is, and you know it's different strategies and game over. I don't know. So I don't like. While I do agree with a lot of what you guys are saying, like it, I think it is worth pointing out that it it seemed like the the call to swap drivers came through, and it seemed like Yuki took his time before. Uh, actually letting Ricardo by. By the time he did let Ricardo by, Verstappen was lapping them, so they both had to get out of the way for Verstappen. Um, by the end of the race, Ricardo was within a, a, a second of uh, of Magnuson. I think if they had swapped earlier, Ricardo could have gotten the position. Um, so I don't know. Like it, It's one of those things. I don't know if it's the right call, the wrong call. If they had done it earlier, I think it would have worked. Um, by the by, the time they actually swapped, I think it was too late. Yeah, yeah. We could argue. Um, we could argue. You know, what ifs, right? Uh, so yeah. Uh, interesting there for inter- interesting dynamics there for that team. Um, Ricardo, was on, Ricardo was on softs and and Yuki yeah. was on hards. I think that's like a important 
piece of information to point out um, yeah. if people if people hadn't realized. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But I know I, where I'm frustrated is Yuki was in under DRS, right, and was fighting for a position, and he was closing. Yeah, I totally get so that. If, well. if 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 yeah. Yuki if Yuki was just sailing along, wasn't closing the gap, and uh, his teammate was catching up to him, and there was no attack happening with very little laps left, I think. For me, it's fair to just let Ricardo through to let him fight for it. And if he doesn't get it, he he probably. I think where my frustration lies is you didn't get the move done. We're hitting this checkered flag. You back down and you let your teammate through. That's all. I think. One other thing I would just want to bring up was I mean, yeah, different tires for both the drivers. I would say Yuki had prime tires over Ricardo, given how Ricardo hit on a little earlier and then he was on 10 lap over softs and then they still had seven more laps to go and we couldn't clearly see Ricardo make the move on Yuki or close and even behind DRS given how Yuki still had DRS behind Magnuson but the gap between Yuki and Daniel was still half a second behind them maybe that's why the TMRs came in a picture because yeah. they thought maybe Danny could make shot at it but it never yeah. was it, the TMRs just came in at the wrong time I would say maybe the team saw that coming in a second when Ricardo was probably not within DRS or when Yuki was slightly behind Magnuson. They could have just let that happen probably a few laps earlier, but yeah. Yeah. Always, never yeah. know, never, never. So. Yeah, I think it was poorly managed at the end of the day. And Max be coming towards them, I think, even hurt the strategy a bit more. Uh, they yeah. were they were blue flagged by Max when they were switching. So yeah. Magnuson could just... So I think they lost the even more in the switch, yeah. Yeah, it's just... just Poor, poor management. I think that was probably the most controversial uh, uh, part of it. Also, those. I think it's worth pointing out that it was a, a pointless thing to do, like literally and figuratively, anyway. And it clearly was. So, like, given the risk that, like, giving team orders could, like, backfire in terms of team dynamics and team harmony, um, it. You know, once you factor that in, it might have actually been kind of stupid to do in the first place. Maybe just let them race and see where it shakes out. Say, so you guys yeah. can race, don't hit each other. Yeah, play Ferrari um, style, you know? Ferrari yeah. is no issue. Like, you know. But, like, that was what was a little bit weird to me. Because um, I saw the, like, order to swap positions come in, and I was like, oh, like, wait a minute. Like, is Ricardo going to score points? And then I, like, looked at the sheet, and I was like, Still no way. Like, I don't really understand why they're doing it. And then when Yuki was getting mad about it, I was just like, oh, geez. Like, here we go. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. What's race, race one, and they they already hate each other. Like, great. <laughs> uh, Team Principal is going to have a tough time, man. Uh, what's his name again? I always forget his name. Laura McGuess. Yeah, yeah. McGuess is uh, setting himself up for failure. When I heard his voice on the radio, I was like, uh-oh, this is going down. Uh, this is not Ferrari, mate, but uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. Exciting. Sets it up for uh, more uh, uh, swiping action at, at Visa Cash App. Uh, moving on, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about a... Uh, oh, Williams. <laughs> yeah, oh. let's talk about Williams. Let's talk about Williams. Let's talk about Williams. I think it was uh, a tale of two halves, right? Logan Sargent's. Uh, the both drivers had an engine PU issue, uh, but then Logan also had a 
a braking issue as well, right? A brake a brake issue. Was it brakes? I thought that was it an was engine. From, yeah, brake bias just overloaded. So his brake bias on the front just went haywires on the system. So all of a sudden he was rear front limited. So all he could do when he broke when he was braking was it all went on the front tire, which increases his uh his locking on the front tire. So they couldn't figure it out. He had to reset his dashboard or something, but that just kind of put him behind and he was last with two laps behind the rest of the field. So, um, yeah, not a good race for them. This car has been showing a lot of mechanical issues throughout testing and and uh, free practice. So I think there's a lot of work for, from that team still to be done uh, to bring them back into a place where uh, they can fight for uh, points this season. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else here? Uh, nothing. No, right, right. Yeah, much yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not scoring points, so nobody cares, right? I guess. Kinda. Yeah. It's like yeah. the nature. It's kind of the nature of the the well, business. Well, I know one team where everybody has something to say. Uh, last but not least, I guess uh, our friends at Alpine Manufacturers uh, started dead last. Uh, didn't do it. Didn't it? Didn't perform any better. Uh, the, the the drivers they finished ahead of were basically the two that. Either had some mechanical issue, uh, Valtteri Bottas in the pit lane and Logan Sargent stopping on track. Uh, both drivers, Esteban Ocon, P17, Pierre Gasly, P18, a lap down and uh, 13 seconds from P16, uh, Nico Hockenberg. So, yeah, that was another tough one to watch. Uh, but uh, do you think this team could close the gap eventually? Anybody? Will we see them back at P5? Yeah. I mean, Alpine, from what I've seen, I mean, they started at the back of the grid. Yes, true. Uh, Gasly did a three-stopper race. That's another thing. That's another outlier. But overall, I believe they had a pretty decent race pace, I'd say. They were uh, they were on par for seventh or eighth fastest team at race pace, which they shouldn't be at. But they're not dead last at least. But uh, I hope to see them back uh, into the upper midfield and get some points in the season and make some developments. I've been also hearing some news today after the race. Turns out that technical director and one of the uh, one of the other team members are kind of resigning or resigned already and then the news is coming out because of how bad the performance was. So that's going to be uh, somewhat uh, spicy news that if it's true could yeah. come out. But I've been hearing that from a few people from the paddock. So. It's a shamble, right? You take investors' money. Oh, I shouldn't even open that can of worm. Uh, you uh, you fire a bunch of people. You get rid of uh, a world champion. Uh, you get you lose a potential world champion. Um, you build a car that's overweight. Um, I I just just don't know. You fire executives. <laughs> What is what is yeah, going on? What is the what's the end goal here at at Alpine? I just got all the topics, but it's just shocking. It's like a disaster. Like a, it's a recipe for disaster. A concoction, a mixture, uh, an explosive combination of decisions to destroy a team. I'm sorry. I'm upset. Maybe it's the French in me just getting upset with the performance here. Maybe I take it personal. But what this t <laughs> Pierre has nothing to say. Ocon is on the radio uh, 
trying to impress, I don't know, Mercedes that he's a team player. Uh, we'll get it right. We'll, 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 we'll bounce back together. Toto, can you hear me? I'm just like Lewis. You know, I'm a team player. What do you want, guys? Like, uh, I, I rest my case here. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I should, I should not say more. But it was disappointing. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just bring this up. The time is now 1:52 Eastern time. <laughs> uh, I mean 1:52 p.m. Eastern time, and then I believe. The uh, the Alpine's technical director and head of Aero have resigned. You heard it first here, just so you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me check George, Twitter real quick. See if somebody yeah, has. Sources are uh, confirming that that's happened. So that is something to watch out for. But I mean, I hope Alpine finds the right footing in terms of everything. There's been a whole lot of uh, political turmoil within the team, and then uh, they've made some good changes. And this is their first season testing after those changes. Hadn't started off on the right footing and started off on the wrong page. So let's see if they're able to make any progress and claw their way back up into the field. Yeah, we don't want to see a manufactured team that's been supplying engines uh, for the past 10, 6, 10 years or so be at the back of the grid. Yeah, I know. Uh... Yeah, uh, I hope uh, investors aren't too upset today. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Hollywood, NFL, English Premier League. Um, yeah, when it when 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 somebody starts selling shares like that, uh, and uh, and uh, it's just is it is it too good to be true? Kind of that was that's my first take uh, on this. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a brand new formula, right? Um, I'm, I'm I, I just I'll just stop here. Or I said something I shouldn't say. Uh, yeah, uh, GP rating. Let's go across the room. Um, what? I'll start because I brought this up. I think I'm gonna give this rate a five. Really? Uh, I think maybe I had my expectations a bit high to even see a fight with Checo Perez. Uh, let's forget Max Verstappen. I had him at a, maybe a seven-second win here, but Checo Paris put in how did he put how much did he put on the rest of the field? Yeah, he put three seconds on signs. Not too bad. Uh, twenty-two seconds on Paris is a lot. Uh, the rest of the field just struggling with mechanical and engineering issues. No real racing happening. Um, just it was tough. I was looking at the data a lot. I started scrolling through my phone and answering messages halfway through the race. Um, so I hope, I hope uh, it gets better from here. It's just what we see in race one where it's, it's everything is not ironed out. I think the racing will get better. So for now, I'll set the bar very low for 2024 and say we're halfway there. Uh, what's next? Who's next? You want to go, Trevor? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think five is a fair uh rating um really like the only guy that i thought was exciting to watch today was signs that's it 100 um, percent. just one guy out of 20 um that's pretty rough maybe maybe i should go with like a four and a half <laughs> or something but um yeah it wasn't the most exciting race it wasn't in terms of the result i wasn't super surprised um and Last year, I would have said it's crazy to think one guy can win every race in a season, but 
You this are going to get proven wrong, man. Let's <laughs> say stuff like that. This year, I'm like, I don't know. I still think it's unlikely, but I don't think yeah. it's as crazy as it sounded a year ago. I'm going to have to dial up my bookie, man, and double up my uh, my bet on Max here, man. It's wild. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but the, I think the other part that I found exciting was a little DTS drama between the Visa Cash App guys, but other than that, Nothing else, really. Um, yeah. Uh, now, Sha, you're up. You got five here. Yeah, I'm just going to give it a four out of uh, the ten scaling. Yeah, no, it, was, it was more or less a very dull race, I'd say. Uh, but a few pointers that I've kind of liked from the race. Yeah, given Carlos Sainz was feisty. Uh, he was the stand-up, stand-alone driver to put some entertainment out there. I was also happy with uh, Haas's uh, race pace for the drivers. It was a shame that Nico Hulkenberg got spun out, but their race pace seemed decent for a team that's that's not trying super hard. They were their overall race pace was actually faster than Alpine to see now. So, uh, but and uh, on and on par with the uh, Aston Martin. If you take a look at the lap time while they were doing it, so they were doing in a good one thirty five and one thirty six while the Astons were doing one thirty. A high 135s, so that's pretty good, I'd say. Uh, that's more or less the takeaways overall. Not too much. Max is now on League of His Own. He put 22 seconds on his teammate who was driving the same car, same setup, and then similar strategy. One thing I kind of didn't really like about this race was that the entire grid was on same strategy. Everybody started on softs. Everybody pit to odds, and then anybody who had a second set of odds fit to a second set of odds. And the fastest team was the only team that had another set of softs to pit on for the second pit stop. So I would I was hoping probably some exciting bold uh, pit stop strategies, but didn't work out. Maybe everybody was trying to hope for a safety car. Alonso was trying to do that. You could clearly tell that he he waited. A quite a long time for his uh, soft tires, yeah. but if only he had another set of softs, he could have done soft, soft, and hot or something like that to spice it up. But yeah, it didn't happen. So that's that's about it. Four out of ten. And then I'm only kind of worried right now that all my predictions are maybe going to come out wrong, or my bold predictions that I put in as McDonald as constructor winners. That is definitely bold. I think the new boat 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 take here is uh um Sergio Perez keeps his seat by the end of the season. I think if he does what he has done today, he could. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's all right but once get maximum points, be there behind his team the minute he gets into gets over his head kind of trying to see if he has an outside opportunity of fighting the championship and puts his pressure on his on himself by his own. And he's then starts doing it. It's not. It's it's going to end up bad for him. But if he's doing yeah. what he's doing, could be it. But Carlos Sainz, on the other hand, is a hot prospect. If he kept if he keeps performing the way he's done this race, could yeah. be spicy. Yeah, I think he's going to score more points than his teammate this year. That's a lot yeah, to say. Really. I think mechanical failure really hindered uh, Leclerc's race today. Uh, it, this is and and I think science has always done well at the beginning of the year with a new car, and uh, ultimately Charles catches up and brings the brings the development back into his uh, his hands and and does uh, ends up uh, trumping uh, science. So I won't call it a full blown conclusion right now that 
Sainz is definitely going to finish the season ahead. But I think he's a man on a mission. And uh, a man on a mission is is a very dangerous man. So uh, everything is, is still to be played uh, for here at Ferrari. So exciting season ahead uh, for the Defosis. Uh But on that note, uh, I have no other topics for you kind fellas today. Uh, thanks for, for hopping on. You get the rest of your Saturday back, and you get your Sunday back as well. No race on Sunday, but we will do it all again next weekend. Uh, we'll be in Saudi Arabia uh, by the sea, and uh, it'll be a completely different track, extremely fast, with walls right there for somebody to kiss it. Uh, hopefully somebody doesn't. Oh, uh, um, my, yeah, we can open up a bet for who's going to kiss the wall this year, uh, but uh, it will happen. Uh uh, either in practice or during the race. So until then, I hope the teams can bring a little bit more performance to their car and uh, we can maybe hopefully have a better race than what we saw here today uh, in Bahrain. But uh, yeah, peace out.